Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of episode 89 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black, and today we're going to talk about these shows from Monday, November 20th through Thursday, November 23rd, aka known as American Thanksgiving. So we're just going to get right into it right now. We're going to kick it off with the November 20th shows. We're going to start with the New Japan World Wrestling. This is World Tag League Day 1. This is the opening night. So we're going back to the two blocks, 16 teams, two blocks of eight. So this year, what this year's World Tag League, it's going to be kind of like what they did with Best of Juniors. The top two from each block will meet in the semifinals. The winner of A block will meet the runner-up of B block, and then B block winner one will meet the runner-up of A block. So we'll just get entered. So this is from Cork and Hall. So opening match, Oscar Lupe defeating New Young Line Show Makado by Body Slam at 4 minutes and 36. So that was a pre-show. So actual show starts with Tag match with Sabrina Jr. and Alanis Jr. defeating Just Five Guys, Taka Michinoku, and Doki at seven minutes and seven seconds via uh some vice mission via Atlanta on Michinoku. Then eight man tag match. And by the way, all these undercard matches are all previews for each night, so it goes back to A and B block. So Monsters lost Lance Archer, Alex Sane, Timo Minor, Suki, Yuji, Nagata, defeating Bowl Clubs, by like Fall, like Taiji Shimori, Jack Bonza, and Ghetto at seven minutes and eight seconds by submission via Nagata Lock 2 on Ghetto. Then in six-man tag, we had Just Fly Guys, IWGB World Champions, Sonata, KOPW 2023 Champions, Taiji and Yuya Yomura, defeat Lost, Inkanobi, State Pollens, Yuji Suji, Santa Dog Jr., and Bushi at 9 minutes and 57 seconds via Dead Bolt Suplex on Bushi. Then in six-man tag match, we had Grouse and Destiny, Straw, Opoi Tatchips, El Fantasmo, and Hikaleo, Tino Wajal, DDP Chaos, IWGB Tatchips, Horoki Go, and Yoshihashi, Alovio at 10 minutes and 2 seconds. Via CR2 on Yo. Then our first of four world tag. This is from Block A. Uh, Team DK, Mikey Nichols, Shane Hastings, Gates, Eggity, Toy Leona, and Bishop Kong at 10 minutes and 52 seconds via Tank Buster on Bishop Kong. Our second A block match with House of Torture, Yujo Takahashi, Evil, Defeating Chaos, Never Opoid, Six Minute Tatching, Tomoro Ishii, and Toy Yano. Nine minutes and 16 seconds via Everything's Evil on Yano. Third block game match with Kitu Kimia and Ryan Oyewe defeating Bull Club War Dogs, Alex Coughlin, and Gabriel Kidd at 12 minutes and 3 seconds by countdown. In the main event, the final eight block match of the World Tag League, Shota Umino and Random Rita defeating United Empire's Great Okan and Hinari at 24 minutes and 40 seconds via Death Rider on Hinari. So from this uh, first night block, actually, I said just watch the Umino and Narita first United Empire match and Gates and Aggie first TMDK. So standings after night one, we had Show Umino, Renderita, Kitu Mia, Rayo, House of Torch, DMK, all first place with two points, one win, and zero losses. And in last place, Bull Club War Dogs, Gates of Eggy, United Empire, and Cast, all with zero points, no wins, and one loss. That was New Japan. Then we go over to Monday Night Raw, where we kicked off with a recap what happened during last week's main event. Then we got Drew McDermott's whatever and Booze to rain down. As he explained, he's most upset about himself. He says he's been the same person all his times and says if you're a fan of his, he doesn't explain himself. He says he's gave Jay Uso something he could never give him and tells Jay that despite wanting an apology from him, he never gave anyone backstage an apology of his own. Then he calls Cody Rhodes collateral damage and questions why he should get over the bloodline cause him the undisputed universal title at Clash of the Castle last year. He does all the sacrifices he made in the 16 years he's been away from Scotland. Then says Jay and his family took that away from him. He says Actually, everyone's focused, but I'd say everyone's focused on whether or not he's a member of Judgment Day. He formally declares that he's not a member of the group, but says he'll be on their team in the War Games match at Survivor Series. He says, we're replaying them 
with an opportunity to meet Jay in a cage. And speaking of Jay Uso, he makes his way down to the ring and he tells McIntyre he needs to let it go. Hops on the apron, bites. He does that. Judgment Day does the exact same thing. Then we see Jay Uso's teammates, World Champion Steph Braun, same as he and Cody Rhodes make their way down the ring to even odds. But anything turns physical, Adam Pierce interferes. There's no one outside. It's fine. Outside of War Games, the fans matches that anyone does. Basically, if they come physically to each other, they will lose the advantage for their team. So he tells uh, Rollins, Cody, Sammy, and Jay that they need to find a fifth member of their team by the end of the night. It's just by 9 p.m. Eastern. He knows which member of each team will compete in the advantage match as Magdor exits the ring and Judgment Day follows suit. And by the way, if you've seen the spoilers for the Raw lineup, you probably obviously know who it is. I did, but I will talk about it later on. Then after the break, we go to Judgment Day's Lounge, where Unspeed Tatch and Mitch Hardy make Day of Priest Best Frustration up being consoled about Drew McIntyre being added to the Judge of Day's War Games team. In one's World Chamber, Ripley Bodge would let him know. Priest suggested himself as a member of his team to take part in the finish match, and Ripley tells him to wait until McIntyre's arrives so they all discuss together. Then we get our opening match. Raquel Rodriguez goes well with Nia Jax. Raquel delivers a boot to Jax face far shores in her midsection. But Nia sends a crash in the mat where you're not for Raquel fires off strikes, but Nia stays on her feet. Raquel sends a crash into the middle. I'm sorry, crashing to the outside and hits a crossbow off the apron. Then Nia sends a crash in the barricades behind first, gets her up on her shorts, and sends her into the ring post as we go to commercial break. After the break, Nia uses the ring post to target Raquel's spine, then locks the corporal clutch where Raquel makes her way up to her feet to escape. This is Nia crashing in the mat spine first. She looks to level Nia with a clothes on, but Nia stays on her feet and connects with a hip butt. Then Raquel responds with a big boot and a cross group up with the looks to get her up on her shoulders. Nia escapes, hits a running senton, fall, then drags her over the corner, but Raquel gets back on her feet, looks for a power, but Raquel, sorry, Nia catches into a Nia later. Then falls up with a second one to score the victory at 8 minutes and 58 seconds. This actually wasn't a bad match. I just won 6 out of 10. Then we get a field package, Aaron Sai Lee. Then after the break, we head back to the Judgment Day's Lounge and Drew McIntyre shows up and tells Priest he hears what he wants to be in the upcoming advantage match. Ripley points out Priest is still of the War Games team and McIntyre puts his hat in the ring to be the competitor. They get into a verbal exchange where Priest backs down offers match to McIntyre. Ripley asks Priest if he's sure and Priest says he has provides McIntyre with an opportunity to show his worth. Then we get a video recapping Everything that's left to the women's war games match so far. Then after the commercial break, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Cody Rhodes, all discuss which of them should compete in the war games advantage match later in the show. Jay volunteers, although Rollins broke with he agrees to let him to be the one. Sami then addresses their fifth teammate and asks Cody if SmackDown roster members are off limits. Cody says they aren't and says he has an idea. Rollins says he has a couple of days himself and Cody says he has to make calls to someone he knows will come through. And then we see NXT One Champ Live for Carrier in the crowd to watch the upcoming match between Becky Lynch and Saya Lee. Match starts with a lockup, and Saya hits a short tackle. Becky trips her and connects with a chop, falls with a pair of arm drags, and right hands off the apron. Sends her face bounce off the apron and gets her back in the ring as we go to commercial break. We come after break. Becky hits a jawbreaker and a pair of right hands before Saya fires back of her own, but Lynch sends lands several rubber fires once in a boot to the midsection. Falls over with a flying short tackle and splash in the corner, hits Beck's board before Sai sends a crash in the middle rope face first and delivers a roundhouse kick to her head. But Becky clinches an armbar by Sai escapes and gets Lynch up on her shoulders, then hits an airplane spin. They find themselves teeter on the top rope. Becky fires a rapid, rapid fire right hand. And then hits suplex, goes for Mayhem, but Sai escapes, dumps her out of the ring, joins her out there, and then Becky sends a crash in the ring post face first. Hopefully, get back in the ring. Far right hands on each other before Becky nails her with the manhandle slam. 
to get the victory at 12 minutes and 40 seconds. This was a really fun match. It's one seven out of ten. I say I like this one way better than the uh, uh, opening match. Not by much though, but um, honestly, a little surprised I leave lost in this match, even though she's shouting for the NXT Women's Title on NXT. By the way, that show was taped because of Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, honestly, I want to give sorry, like not a clean finish. I could have seen Damage Control coming out and distracting her, but. Oh, well, you, Becky stays strong for the women's war games match. Then after the match, damage, actually speaking of damage control, after the match, they made their way down the ring for the crowd before Sharper shots in Bianca Belair attacks them, and both teams begin to brawl as security rises on the ringside to separate everyone from each other before Team Be Belair is standing tall in the ring. Then we go backstage, we see Giovanni Vici, uh, Ludwig Kaiser, sorry, tell Giovanni Vici in the back, in the back during his match with Johnny Gargano. Then we get an upcoming it's, oh, wow, sorry, can't talk today. <laughs> we got a video package error on Zoe Starks. Then we go to the Johnny Gargano going one on one with Ludwig Kaiser. Match starts with a lockup. Then Gargano hits a chop, but Ludwig Kaiser sends him crash in the mat and throws right hand to his spine. Delays a second one on his head, but Gargano catches him with a kick. Kaiser hits an overhand chop, but Gargano hits a step up into Gary before Kaiser sets him on the top turnbuckle. Hits it into Gary of his own, but Gargano catches him with Avalanche Hurricane. Then delivers a kick, sends him crashing out of the ring. He looks to go flying, but Kaiser catches him with a right hand, but follows him with an up-running uppercut as we go to commercial break. We come back from break. Uh, Gargano gets Kaiser on the shores, on the air, but Kaiser escapes, slides back in the ring, then catches Gargano with a strike and looks to level him. Gargano catches him with a spear and a Topo Suzu on the outside looks for one final beat as he gets back in there, but Kaiser gets him up to on the shores to count, but Gargano escapes, locks a kick to his head. He delivers a Dornio TD off the middle rope, sits Kaiser top turn up, but Kaiser hits a kick to his face. Then plays with a senton as Giovanni Vinci appears at ringside. Kaiser tells him to go to the back. This opens the door for Gargano to hit a kick, followed by one final beat to get the win. For the win at 10 minutes and 55 seconds. No, another fun match. I just went 6 out of 10. And then we go footage of earlier days. Adam Pierce standing between the women's statues, Piper Nevin, Chelsea Green, Natalia Tegan Knox, Kansas Larry, Andy Harrell, and K. Carter Chance, and Ivy now and Maxi Dupree. Uh, Dupree show up. So Pierce said basically making it a fatal forward tag match. First shot at the women's title is official. Now I'll try to speak up to Pierce, but Dupree shoots her. So the RTs leaves the area. Chelsea Green told Pierce that she's going to talk to this match with general manager Nick Oldis about this before Pierce tells her to tell my Sid hi as Green storms off. And then back at the clubhouse, we see Women's Warship where Ripley, NXT North American Dr. Exterior returns in a clubhouse. Ripley gets pissed off when she spots Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stokes on the coach. Zoe says she needed to hear so much about the clubhouse and thought they needed to check it out. Baszler stood up and went face to face with Ripley before she said she had enough. So she leaves the clubhouse. Stark told Ripley she's so focused on everyone that other the person should be focused on. So Zoe points at the Women's World title that was hanging up and claims he was coming home with her. Ripley says most people wouldn't survive this stunt that Stark pulled by admit that she kind of respected it. She said Stark will get the beating at Survivor Series. By the way, Survivor Series, I did my picks with the Bubba Ring crew, but I will give all of them down super quick at the end of this review. <coughs> Excuse me. And speaking of the women's title on the Terrence Matt, we will go to the Fatal Four match. Tegan Knox and Natalia first Kane Carr, Katan Chance versus Maxine Dupree and Ivy Nile versus Candice and Indy Hartwell. 
Italian hits a boot to Niles midsection, then takes in Tegan, and Tegan lands a kick on her chest. Italian tags back in, and Niles hits a pair of kicks to her thighs. Then Maxine tags in Rolls Italian for a two count. Maxine with a chop toe hold before Ivy takes back in and get caught with a Russian leg sweep by Natalia. And then Indy Hartwell takes herself in, and Niles looks to roll up, but Hartwell stays on her feet, then connects a body slam followed by uppercut. Larray takes in and double teams on Niles with Hartwell, but King Card takes herself in and beats down Larray. Then Katana Chance comes legal, and they double team on Larray. With both ladies taken back and forth. Tegan and Talia get in the ring. And Kane and Katana dump them to the outside. And then Carter goes flying off the top of the out And starts being everyone down on the outside. Dupree climbs to the middle warp. And hits a cross by taking out everybody. But our own tag team partner. As we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Natalia takes in and hits a short tag. Katana and Carter. Then pins Chance. But Chance kicks out. Then Natalia drills her to the mat. With a Medrinoko driver. Sits on the top. Turnbuckle and then climbs with Joiner. Carter looks to help out Katana, but Tegan takes her down and joins on the ropes. But Niall pulls both ladies down as Carter takes her out with a thrust kick. Then she gets Natalia and Tegan in position and it says this Katana flying off her shores. Then she goes for the cover, but everybody breaks up the pin. Ivy takes on Hartwell with a step up into Gary, but Tegan sends her crash on top of Hartwell. Then Lorraine hits a kick to Carter after she takes to, takes her down and Chance takes her out with a kick. Natalia slides back in the ring and logs a sharpshooter. But Ivy breaks up the hole with a bulldog to Natalia. And Dupree takes herself and hits a pair of body slams. Then followed by the Caliphaler. Followed by Norlight Suplex for a two count. Hits a splash in the corner. Ivy takes back in and then takes back with Dupree. They hit a double team suplex to Tegan. Climbs the top rope but Natalia pulls Ivy off. But Dupree stays standing. Looks to hit the crossbody. But Tegan rolls her up to get the win. And gets the next shot at the women's tag team titles. At 10 minutes and 57 seconds. That was actually pretty enjoyable. I like this way more than I thought it was going to be. But and by the way, um, honestly, I like all four of these ladies. Uh, Maxine Dupree was actually pretty impressive in this match. Um, Chance and Carter, they're legit the only actual female tag team on this division. But I'll I'll, I'll run down the full rock card after this. But I I can just want six and a half. And then we go. Uh, backstage, we see Intercon Jim Gunther catch up with Lufa Kaiser, Giovanni Fitchy. And Gunther asks Kaiser to explain so. And Kaiser said he told Fitchy to stay backstage. Gunther tells Kaiser he never listened and says, really thought Kaiser could uphold the prestige of Imperium. Then he applies Fitchy's efforts and says he thinks he put the wrong person in church. He tells Kaiser to watch how he handles the Miz in the ring. And then we go somewhere else backstage. Adam Pierce was grouped by New Day, Alpha Academy, DIY, Andrew Shear, Imperium, and Creed Brothers. And they were upset about the women having to feel forward match for a shot at the women's tag titles. So Pierce said they couldn't do it this week, but they'll have a tag team tomorrow match next week for a shot at the undisputed tag team titles. And then test out this dance while holding the Detroit Lions title as they were in Detroit or Grand Rapids, Michigan. My apologies. And then Pierce told crew member to bring something to his office. Then Nick always mirrored that there was no need because he was right here. He said good, and then they should have a conversation. And then we get a tennis look between both men. And it was time for the face-to-face -face between the Miz and Gunther. So Miz makes his way down the ring and says he wants to talk about one word he feels the pro wrestling industry is about. It's respect. His respect is for the stars in the ring and respect from the fans, but there is someone who lacks respect, and that's Gunther. So he makes his way down to the ring, and he tells Miz that it's not, it's not that there's a lack of respect, but whether he has no respect for him, then tells him that he doesn't understand the ring is for fighting because he's an entertainer, and Miz says he's proud of being an entertainer because he gets it done in and out of the ring. He says many suitors of the past, he looks to looks up to have the Intercontinental title, and he does uh, an impression, it was actually a pretty good impression of Randy Savage, then hopes and prays to hold the same title. 
He said the reason his heroes are members because there aren't one no robot like Gunther since he's been knocked down from the top to the mountain time and time again. He says he's been able to reinvent himself countless times, and that's what makes an entertainer immoral. He says that what elevates the legacy of the Intercontinental, he would do whatever it takes to win. He says no one knows much about Gunther, and that won't change until he hits the bottom when everyone can find out he deserves their respect. He tells Gunther he doesn't understand that he would be into him. Gunther says everyone thinks he'll be facing Miz at Survivor but he seems through him and will be facing Mike Miss in, coming out calling out his real name. He's always here to bully him to make him understand he doesn't belong in poor wrestling on top of him. Already taught in high school and says 20 years later not that he's changed. He tells the Miz to he belongs with the fans and says he doesn't be bully enough. He shows him where Paley tells him to do something so Miz finally snaps and fires out punches on him. Gunther nails him in the face with a boot and inhales him before he's forced to look at his tongue and taunts him. So Miz kicks him in the dick and then escapes grass and connects with Gold Crusher finale. Holds up the title as he stands tall. I actually thought this was a really great face-to-face. Honestly, one of the best segments on the show uh, this week. Original wasn't really excited for this match, but I kind of am now. But yeah, we'll get that Survivor Series. Then backstage, Seth Rollins fires up Jay Uso and told him they needed the War Games advantage. Ron says Jay knows how important it is because he's been in War Games, which is true. Jay told Ron that he had him. Then we get a field package Ivar and Fahala tell Ivar's match for Bronson Reed next week. Then we go to Shinsuke Nakamura versus Chad Gable. Excuse me. Masters of the log before they go back for exchange submission holds. What each other before Gable hits a dragon screen to Nakamura? Nakamura forwards by integrate as Gable sits on the top turnbow, but Gable dumps Nakamura out of the rain till there's a cannibal off the apron. As we go to commercial break, we come out for break. Nakamura hits a knee to the midsection as he Gable is straight over the top rope. Falls with flying knee off the middle rope, but Gable locks an ankle lock. Nakamura escapes, but Gable plays him on the map face first. Climbs the top rope, hits a flying hip up for a two count. He exposes the top turnbuckle, sets up a keen shot up, but Gable reverses into a German suplex, climbs the top rope, looks for a moonsaw. Nakamura gets his knees up, looks for another keen shot up, but Gable avoids it and locks an ankle lock. Nakamura escapes, it looks like Gable crashes into the exposed turnbuckle as Gable puts his stop to his momentum. This opens the door for Nakamura. Mm. Roll him up for the win. Sorry, I lost my notes there. For the win at 12 minutes and 5 seconds. Really fun match. I just won 7 out of 10. As well. Honestly, this could have been a pay-per-view. And then... We see Drew Matter walk backstage for Judge Ray approach him. Matter Priest went face-to-face. Matter said he didn't need any help. And then Priest said, great, we were offering. So Matter said, cool, starts walking right before Ripley stops him and told him to get the advantage. Matter said he would take J.O. for good before Priest says he better do it. Then Brodsbury is backstage, cuts a promo, and says Ivar's not a true boy. He is a cosplayer. Then he accepts his challenge for a match next week. Then after the commercial break, we go backstage. We see Sammy Zane chat with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Sam Rollins said their idea is to panel, but Cody Rhodes his did, and the person called he called is in. Then we go to our main event, the War Games Advantage match. Basically, gets it gets the one man uh finish for beginning of War Games. Drew McIntyre representing uh Team Judgment Day versus Jay Uso representing Team Rhodes. So both men stare each other for exchange right hands for each other before McIntyre lands a stop and hits a right hand to the side of Jay's jaw, followed by the back elbow. Jason's McIntyre crash out of the ring. Let's go fly and take him down before it sends a crash into the ring post face first as we go to commercial break. After the excuse me, after the break, McIntyre has to drop to Jay, but Jay comes back with several right hands and integrate. Falls with a cross by off the top rope. Then Lux go fly and take McIntyre to the outside. McIntyre catches him with a right hand, sends a crash in the barricade in the ring apron. Then gets Jay back inside the ring and Jay catches with Insiguri. Lengths a short 
Andre's bit touch by Magtar knocks him out of the ring and he follows him. Sends him crash over the announce table as we go to our second and final break of this show. After the second break, Jafar strikes on McIntyre, falls up with a super kick and a small drop. Then McIntyre climbs the top up, but Jay moves out of the way. McIntyre is a neckbreaker, kicks up, sets up for Claymore, but Jay catches up with a super kick, climbs the top rope, but McIntyre trips him and hits the Future Shock DT to get the win out of nowhere at 18 minutes and 35 seconds. So with this win, that means Judgment Day and McIntyre get the one main advantage. This was a fun main event. I guess one five. It wasn't bad, honestly. I give it a five and a half out of ten. Then after the match, McIntyre drags Jay out of the ring, clears the announce table, looks and put Jay through as Ripley appears and rings up. But Jay fights his way out and grabs a chair. But the rest of Judgment Day attacks him. Cody and the rest of Team Rhodes actually runs in the ring with chairs to help Jay. Since Judgment Day comes to the outside, so Cody grabs a microphone and says he's glad Judgment Day has the advantage. Before he says he found a fifth member of their team, someone that he has a legacy with and is an apex predator. So the crowd starts sharing for Randy Orm, and Cody tells you right there and hear voices in here because the crowd is right to close out this week's Raw. Overall, not a bad episode. Go home episode to Survivor Series on Monday Night Raw. Overall, I give this overall score, I say six and a half out of ten. Only matches I recommend checking out is the Becky Lynch for Sai Lee match, Gargano versus Kaiser, and Nakamura versus Gable. That's probably the top three I recommend checking out. I know Survivor Series is tomorrow, Saturday, November tomorrow, Saturday. As we record on Friday. So looks like this is the final card. Only five match. I would be surprised if they do one with me for the pre-show. But so the men's war games, but it's Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre for War Championship Rollins, Cody Rhodes, same as Jay Uso and Randy Orton. Uh McIntyre, like I said, Judgment Day McIntyre with the uh advantage. Gunther defense Eric against the Miz. Ray Ripley defense the women's world title against Zoe Starks. The women's war games match is damage control, woman's ship, Eel Sky, Kari Singh, Bailey, Asuka. Versus Bianca Belair, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Shotzi. I've seen people saying it should be 5 on 5, adding two more women on it. But honestly, I would keep the women's as 4 on 4, honestly. And then, Santos Escobar versus Carlito. So, quick picks. So, for the men's war games, I'm going with Team Rose. Gunther retains the Arcade against Miz. Rupert retains the women's talk against Zoe Starks. I'm going with Team Belair to win the women's war games match. And Santos Escobar going to win over Carlito. And then next week, the first round after Survivor Series, only three matches have been made. Undisputed Tag Total Number Touch Tag Total Match. Alpha Academy. It's either going to be Chad Gable and O's and Akira. So it's Alpha Academy versus Creep Brothers versus New Day, Kofi Kings, and Sierra Woods. First Imperium versus Indushir, Fear, Mahan, and Sangha versus DIY, Jarnko, Tomas, and Champa. We got the uh, Big Man Slap and Meat Match. Bronze Reef versus Ivar. And then this was made on Raw Talk after Raw went off the air. Chelsea Green and Piper Nett will defend the women's tag team titles against Tegan Knox and Natalia. So that was Monday Night Raw. And then we go over to the Tuesday, November 21st shows. We kick it off with All Japan for Wrestling's Real World Tag League and Junior Battle Glory Night 4. So this, on this show, we had nine matches. We had all five Real World Tag League matches and all four Junior Battle Glory. So the first of four Junior Battle Glory matches, Renew Anyway versus Yudaragi Doi into the 10-minute time of a draw, so both men get a point. Koji Omano versus Bomari Abe also ends with a 10-minute time of a draw, so both guys get a point as well. And our third Junior Balgora match, this is the third 10-minute time limit draw in a row. Dan Tamer versus Akari Sato ends it, like I said, a time limit draw. Honestly, the, I feel like the Junior Bell should get 15 minutes at the most, not 10, honestly. I feel like you could, I get you want to get it quick and done kind of thing, but honestly, I would have did 15 minutes. In our final Junior Battle Glory match, Rise and I don't defeat Asusuke Oyagi by submission via Boston Crap at 9 minutes and 26 seconds. Then our first of five Rear World Tag League matches. 
Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Amori defeating Ryan Davidson and Cyrus at 10 minutes and 46 seconds for the North Lights Bomb. Our second Rare World Tag League match, Kento Mini here and Yamayagi defeating Shuji Ishikawa and Abe via next stiffening at 11 minutes and 20 seconds. Our third Rare World Tag League match, this is Champions vs. Champions. The World Tag Champs, Cyrus, Jun and Ray defeating the All Asia Tag Champs, Eruption, Yuki Sakaguji and Hidaki Okitani. 10 minutes and 26 seconds via Psycho Break. Then our semi main event, our fourth real world tag league match. Bulk Okishra, Galo, Dalmao, and Hayao Tamra defeating one third of the All Japan TV six man tag champ, Suwama and Hideki Suzuki. 16 minutes and 45 seconds via Lyria. In the main event, our final real world tag league match. Honestly, this should not have been a main event, to be honest with you. Uh, Kuroto Tokyo Japan, aka known, formerly known as Ikiman on NXT. <coughs> Excuse me, and Sakyo. Taji Bana defeating Raikyu Honda and Yuma Enzai at 18 minutes and 59 seconds via Yankee Hammer. So the Rare World Tag League stands after night four. In first place, World Tatch of Cybers with eight points, four wins, and zero losses. In second place, Triple Crown, which Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Amori with six points, three wins, and zero losses. In third place, Kento Minihiro and Yuma Aoyagi with five points, two wins, one loss, one draw. In fourth place, Buck, Okishra, and Ryan Davidson stars. With four points with two wins and two losses. In fifth place, all Asia Tag Champs, Eruption, and Kushoro, Tokyo, Japan, and Psycho, Siego, Tajibot with two points, one win, and two losses. And all Japan TV six man attached to Swaman and Suzuki, also two points, but they have one win and three losses. And in last place, Raikyu, Honda, and Yuma inside with one point, no wins, two losses, and one draw. Then for the Junior Battle Glory stands after night four, Dan Tamaran first place with five points, two wins, one loss, one draw. In second place, Ryzen Hyatt with four points, two wins, two losses. In third place, we had Fermi Abe right anyway with three points, one win, zero losses, one draw. Eskoyo also has three points, but he has one win, two losses, one draw. And Arokito also has three points, but he has one in each, one win, one loss, one draw. Koji Yamato with four in fourth place with two points, no wins, no losses, and two draws. Because with every time you get time of a draw, it is two is a point each. And actually speaking of one point, Hikaru comes in last place, fifth place, with one point, no wins, two losses, and one draw. So, so that's all Japan for wrestling. Then we go over to Dragon Gate's Gate of Evolution, day number six. So we kick it off with Kento Minora, Kota Minora, and Benkei of, of Gold Class. Defeat two-thirds of the Open the Triangle Gate Chains, Punch Them Mug, and Yamato at 10 minutes and 57 seconds for the Golden Rose. And Tattoo Hatchet. The Open of Triangle Gate Champ Dragon Kid team with Keiji Hor defeating Jiggy Horiguchi and Don Fuji at 8 minutes and 25 seconds via Ground Bible. Excuse me, in 6 minute tags, we had Seabrats Open of Brave Gate Champ Ishim, Shun Skywalker, Yoshiki Kato, defeating M3K, Shimoshimoshuki, Masaki Moshuki, and Yoshishi Kanda at 11 minutes and 5 seconds via Kamada Chokeslam. In Tattoo Hatchet, Louis Montaigne Hyo defeating Atrovage, Draw Machine J, and Jason Lee at 9 minutes and 36 seconds via Super Tigre. And the main eight man tag, but we had D Courage's open to 20 gate champions, uh, Yuki Yushiko and Dragon Diem, along with open to dream gate champ Madoka Kitayuta and Ryu Tanaka, defeating that big natural fives, big boss Mushu, Jackie Funk, Kamei, causing UT at 16 minutes and 50 seconds via Royal Lariat. So that was uh, Dragon Game. And then we go over to our second night of the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League. This is uh, B-Block action. So we kick it off with Yutanaka Shima getting a win over Katsuhiri 
Marishima at four and a half minutes by some HP boss script. This was on the pre-show. So actual show starts with Tetsu Achigitanagi, Tori Leia, and Bishop Khan defeating Tomogahama and Oscar Lube at six minutes and 21 seconds via open the gates on, on Lube. Then six minute tattoo, we had United Empires, Grey Khan, Hinari, and Kalanum losing the Kitukimia, Ryo, and both at Oleg at nine minutes and 41 seconds via Shining Wizard on Newell. Then an eight minute tattoo, we had Renderisha, Umino, Master Wild, and Tiger Mask 4 defeating both clubs, Alex Coughlin, Gabriel K, Tajishimori, and Ghetto at eight minutes and 35 seconds by submission via Fenadel on Ghetto. <clears throat> then our six minute tattoo, we had House of Torture defeating Deem Decay at 10 minutes and 18 seconds. Everything is evil on Fujita. So that was our final undercard match. Then we got our opening night of B-Block action. The first of four. Sobrenor Jr. and Atlas Jr. No, also known as Team CMLO. Getting the win over Minoru Suzuki and Eugene Nagata at 10 minutes and 1 seconds via Plata Mexa on Suzuki. Our second uh, B-Block action. Monster Sauce. Defeating Rook Army, that's Bellock following Jack Bonza. 11 minutes and 15 seconds via Simmons twist on Bonza. Then our third uh, B-Ball guys, just two guys, uh, just five guys. Defeat Lost Kingdom Boys and opponents, Yojisuji and Sogon Jr. At 19 and a half minutes via Black Marense on Southern Dog Jr. Then our main champion versus champions B-Block action. They strong Opoid Tech Champs, Grails of Destiny. Hikaru and Alpha Tasmo defeating the IWGP Tag Champs Bishmon Horoki Goro and Yoshihashi at 20 minutes and 14 seconds feet Springboard Thunder Kiss 86 on Yoshihashi. My honestly, when they first announced the block, honestly, I would have did each tag champ and block and separate like put the strong maybe strong boy in A block, keep Bishmon B block or vice versa. But honestly, you do not need both tag champs in the, in the same block. So stands after night two, strong opoid tag champ. Tag Team Champs, Chris Destiny, TMCM, CMLO, Monsters of Just Five Guys with two points, one win, zero losses. And last place, IWGB Tag Champs, Bishamon, Renor Suki, Eugene Naga, LAJ, and Rook Army of zero points, no wins, and one loss. That was New Japan. Then we go over to NWA Power. So we kick it off with a turkey gobbler match. Basically, the loser had to wear a turkey suit. CJ getting a win over Aaron Stevens at three minutes and eight seconds. Kylie Page to be Big Mama, 5 minutes and 23 seconds. And to match, Adrian Thomas and Hunter James to be Alexander Lee and Jackson Drake at 5 minutes and 21 seconds. In the main event, 6 minutes, we had National James Styles Mason, Kerry Moore, and Alex Taylor defeating the new Spectaculars 1.0, Kyra Midas, Rush Freeman, and Ronaldo Freeman at 6 minutes. So that was NWA Power. And then we go to NXT. This was tape because they want to. For uh, before Thanksgiving, give all the superstars time, which was pretty cool of WWE to do. So we kick off a Heritage Cup match. No one dark defense Chad Gable. So round one starts with a lock up before they go back forth by taking turns locking charts in holes before Gable locks an ankle up, but Dar quickly escapes as round one comes to an end. So on the round two, Dar slaps Gable, so Gable shoves him to the mat, hits a suplex before Dar hits a series of kicks while the free strike or mental hit kicks Gable on the head. On the outside, this allows Dart to hit Noble Roller to score the fall as we go to commercial break. So Dart takes it one nothing. At the commercial break, round three comes to an end as Gable and Dart are teetering on the top rope before Gable hits a suplex, looks for a but no one reverses it. But Gable kicks out to end round three. So the end of round three, Dart still one nothing. 
Did a regal to our fourth round. Gave both men exchanged strike for each other. Gave with suplex. Then comes to the top row and connects with diving hip up. Actually, spills to the outside, and the referee begins a 10 count, which both men get in the ring before it can be completed. Norm hits an elbow, knee strike, and they trade right hands as the round comes to an end. Then we go to round five. This is actually uh, one of the quickest rounds I think I've seen since they brought Harris Cup over to the main, like the main NXT. Gable literally wastes out as he hits a kick and falls with Chaos Theory to tie things up at one piece. Then after the round, Dar does his usual bullshit and hits a tick, takes a cheat shot, Gable, the referee strikes him. Then we go to our sixth and final round. So Dar, Noam hits an elbow in the corner, hits a suplex, line close on for a two count. Gable, I'm sorry, connects with a brain buster, comes to the top, looks for a dying hit, but Noam catches in a triangle, but Gable powers through, lands a power bomb, then goes for a pin, but Noam kicks out. No one lands a back elbow and a kick, but Gable reverses into an ankle up, but Dar escapes and rolls Gable for a two count. Then he connects with a DDT. Gable drags Noam over to the corner, climbs the top, looks for a move, but Dar gets his feet up. So Gable catches him and locks him in ankle lock. As the round comes to an end, Noam does tap out when the clock strikes zero. So dude, the both men go into a draw. And... So overall, there's a match went 18 and a half minutes, but due to Harris Cup rules, due to this being a draw, Noam Dar does retain by draw. Honestly, this was one of the best Harris Cup matches I've seen since they came over to the main roster. Honestly, well, main NXT route, not in the UK. My favorite one still is Nathan vs. Dragon. I say this is probably my second favorite. Uh, I give this one seven out. I actually would not mind. Uh, Ron is back. Then after the match, Otis and Ora Menza get into a shove match. Otis shoves Menza out of the way before Maxine Dupree slaps Lasha because Lasha did push Maxine down. Otis catches her, but quick, she quickly retreats to the outside joint metaphor. And then Jabo previously irons her quad match later in the show. By the way, the two are Josh Briggs for Carmel Hayes for the men's side and for the women's is Blair Danport for Thea Hill. After the break, we head over to <clears throat> NXT touches the family having a dinner at the restaurant as Dax and Tony Daniel both said they try home chase you out, oh, but Andre Chase kept digging himself deeper and deeper. Stax asked D'Angelo how bad it is, and D'Angelo said it's bad enough before the family beat the rest of their family to separate, regain the NXT tag titles. So we go over to Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. Williams asks Carmelo if he's all right, and Carmelo says he's locked in. He offers to be ringside for Hayes, but he says, well, he appreciates the offer. He has to face Josh Briggs alone. The back of rings, we were supposed to get the women's title match between Laya Fakari and Sai Lee. So Loya makes her way down the ring by, by Siley. Attacks her on the ramp and lays her out with a nice-looking roundhouse kick as the officials run their check on her. Then after the break, she is being checked on backstage. Then we go to our second match of the show, Herberto Carrillo and Angel Garza versus Idris and Elfay Milk Blaine tag team action. So Elfay looks to like a kick, but Carrillo avoids it, and Milk Blaine tags in and Blade is a draw kick, followed by cross by out of the corner, but Angel Garza becomes legal and hits a knee that rocks Blade while Carrillo holds him in place on the apron. Garza then hits a chop on the outside, gets a back in the ring, then hits a body slam and takes Carrillo back in. So Carrillo and Garza double team on Blade before Humberto hits a draw kick to the face and falls by a clothesline in the corner. Garza takes back and fire stomps on Blade, then Humberto catches with a right hand. For Enofe and Carrillo takes in, and Enofe catches Humberto with a draw kick. Humberto hits a powerbomb and takes Angel back in, and Carrillo misses, tosses Enofe over the top row. Or, sorry, tosses Enofe into Garza, and Garza catches with a kick in midair to get. The win at 5 minutes and 33 seconds. Not a bad little short tag match. I just won 5 out of 10. 
typical backstage with family broke chance of West Josh breaks luck in his match Mel Hayes. And they offered they come to the rings, but breaks rejects the offer and wants to do this on his own. Then speaking of, of Josh Briggs coming out, we go to our first of two Iron Sword qualified matches. This is where Josh Dijek and Trick Williams in the Iron Spire match. Excuse me. Match starts with a lockup that Carmel fires the right hands, but Briggs takes him down with a knee to the midsection before Carmel responds with a draw kick that sends Briggs crashing out of the ring and joins and fires off strikes. Briggs hits a boot across Hayes' hit, dunks the back of her, but Carmel catches him with a kick and looks to join and lands fade away. Then a splash to the outside off the top and the fires the right hands, looks for a crossbite off the barricade. He gets Briggs back in the ring and runs for us, but Briggs flies him with a short tackle. <clears throat> before Carmel low burns him out of the ring, falls about Briggs, gets him on the shoulders, but Carmel escapes. But breaks, man's down over the announce hill as we go to commercial break. After commercial break, Brayden slides the back elbow on Carmel in the corner, falls over a big boot, hits the sidewalk slam before Carmel fires the right hands on him, delivers several chops to breaks, but breaks plants with his spine for his delivers a splash. Carmel hits the splaring bar and clothesline to breaks and lands a few right hands and hits a hurricanrana, connects with a boot to his jaw and a scissors kick, but breaks catches him with a choke slam and a big boot. Carmel connects with a coat breaker, climbs the tower, but Lexus King runs down to the ring, hops on the apron, but Carmel punches him off the apron. Then as soon as Carmel turns around, breaks, nails him with a brutal looking clothesline. Constantino hits a moon cell to qualify for the Iron Survivor match at 12 minutes and 28 seconds. Really fun match. I just won 7 out of 10. So Josh Breaks joins Trick Williams and Dijak in the second ever Iron Survivor match. Then we go backstage to Mackenzie Mitchell catch that will lie for Kiriam. And she asks her if the women's cell events will go on his plane and for Mid and since that it will. <coughs> Then after the crush break, we see Mr. Stone walk up following over his house for dinner with his family, where he gets some surprise and greets Stone's family and the five and eight dunner and chat as themselves. The Wesley makes his way in the ring. He says fans know him by now and knows that in the ring because of Northern champion Dominic Mysterio. He's a Dominic holds an American title and feels like he loses the title doing what's callous for judgment to capture all the gold. He says he sees red when he thinks about Dominic while people win and lose titles all the time. He feels like he found himself when he held the North American title, he's a fellow except, and because of that, he needs another shot at the title at deadline. And this cute, this cute Dominic Mysterio he makes way down the ramp. He's one thing that West does better than everyone is make fans feel sorry for him. And as he wise and deserves another title shot, Lee tells him the only reason he still holds the North is because the rest of judgment he helps him at every turn. And Dominic asks West if he wants his title back. He said he does. And Dominic tells him if he wants another shot, he has to face three former North American champions next week in a fail four match. And if he does win, he gets a shot. But if he loses, he could not. That would be his last shot. So less agrees to that terms. Did we, there was a news report regarding the unknown controversy involving Andre Trace and Chase Universities on a mentioned controversy. Did we go back to the street? They hope and about the whereabouts of Andre Trace as JC Jane listens. JC says him and Duke Hudson aren't present for a reason and gives her some words of encouragement. Then backstage, Tiffany trying to congratulate Josh Briggs, told him he was she would see him at deadline as Jansen and Hanley were bamboozled by it. Then we go to our women's side of the RS5 qualifying matches. Uh, Blair Danport goes one with Thea Hill. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Master of the Log of them. Danport catches Thea with a boot as she charges out and then hits a stomp to her arm, whips her in the corner repeatedly. And then she begins wearing on the arm of Thea Hill with his mental but Thea escapes and hits the arm drink out of the corner before uh, Danport continues wearing her arm with a future arm bar, but Thea counters into a roll for a two count. 
and a release hole then gets in JJ's face on the outside. Theo loves over the top base, so he's in a follow slam, gets her back inside, and delivers a centum. Looks for a second up the ropes, but Davenport gets her knees up and rocks her with the camel goe. They get the victory at three minutes. I'm sorry, four minutes and eight seconds. This was okay. He just won four out of ten. So Blair Davenport joins Tiffany Strat, a last legend in the women's side of the Iron Spire match. Then after the commercial break, we get video package of the NXT champ Elite Giant Bear Corp preparing for their deadline match. Then we go to Eddie Ford versus Charlie Dempsey. Match over the lock, they trade Lockheed Charles Mitchell's before Dempsey lands an uppercut and a strike Christ Thor's spine. Then lands a double underhook suplex, but Thor responds with an uppercut of his own. Dempsey logs an adom- abdominal stretch, turns into a different hole, but Thor escapes and delivers a hip toss, hits a boot to Dempsey's midsection, falls over an insecurity and a boot to the face. Dempsey logs an abdominal stretch once again, but Thor counts into a roll up for the quick win at 3 minutes and 57 seconds. This was okay. I just won 4 out of 10. Then after the match, Dempsey, Gulak, and Miles Bourne beat down Thorpe. Do we see members of D'Angelo's family give gifts to the NXT tag champs in the restaurant after the dinner? Andrew Garza and Bertha Carrillo tags them in the parking lot, and they fled the scene once the rest of the family arrived to make the save. There was a package of Ariana Grace <clears throat> where she claimed she would get her revenge on Karin Petrovic. Then we go to our main with the women's title match, Laya Fakaria. Go get Sai Lee. Both ladies waste not as fuck here. Fires off knee strikes on Saya, but Saya stands to crash on the mat and hits a boot. She responds to the sprinkle cross by an arm drink, delivers a drop and a cycle through the middle rope, then dumps Saya back in her and climbs the tower, but Saya pulls her down so we get a break. After the commercial break, Saya fires her right hands on Lee's midsection to escape the hole Lee has locked in on her. Before Saya connects with the neckbreaker, logs across his butt, but Kiri escapes and delivers a drop to her knee. She falls with a series of kicks across her chest, but Sai catches her with a roundhouse kick and locks in a cross face, but Fakiri escapes once again and hits a backslide for a two count. Fakiri gets on her, sorry, Sai gets her on her shoulders and hits an airplane splint, looks for a vertical suplex, but Fakiri escapes a German suplex. They go back for a submission hole, um, with form, sorry, on each other before Sai hits a jumping knee before Fakiri responds to insecurity and his band back heel kick, gets Lee on her shoulders and hits a modified mission, no good, or fancy, whatever the hell you want to call it. For the win and retain the women's title at nine minutes and forty-two seconds. Really fun match. I just won six out of ten. And basically, she's out for close to this week's NXT. Over for a tape episode, actually was a bad episode of NXT. Overall score, I just won six out of ten. Honestly, only matches I recommend to is the Heritage Cup title match, Briggs versus Carmelo Hayes, and the women's. That's the only three I recommend checking out. Now next week. For uh, NXT, Fatal Four match, Cameron Grimes, Frontery, Jungler, and Wesley. And like I said, we land tickets to the Tom match and deadline. Two more Iron Square qualifying matches from each shot. We don't know who the participants are yet. And the family defends the NXT title to Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. And an update uh, deadline card for December 9th. The men's Iron Square match, Dijak, Trick Williams, Josh Briggs, two to be determined. On the women's side, Tiffany Strand, Last Legend, Blair Denmore, two to be determined. Either Giant Off defends the NXT title against Baron Corbin. And as a Right now, Donnie Fisher will defend the North only if he wins the Fatal Four match, but that is NXT. And we'll go over to the Wednesday, November 22nd shows. And we'll kick it off with. I forgot my notes there once. 
There we go. We kick off with Dragon Gate's Gate of Evolution Night number seven. So we came up with six main tight. We have D Courage. Getting a win over Natural Prizes, Big Boss Moves, Jack Funk Command, and UT. And LMS 27 says feet counter passion. Yushiki Kyle defeat Ryu Tanaka via Kadara Luna at four minutes and 35 seconds. And Tad Match at Louis Monte and Hyo defeat Open and Triangle Gate Champion Yamato and Keiji Tor at 10 half minutes via Super Super Tigre. And Tad Match at C Bratz's Open and Verification Champion Ishan and Shun Skywalker defeating Open and Triangle Gate, Champ Triangle Gate Champions Punch Tamarong and Dragon Kid at eight minutes and three seconds via Koma Chokeslam. And Tad Match at Gold Class defeat Matsuki Moshuki and Don Fuji at 10 minutes and 17 seconds via Spear. And the main event and six man team match with M3K, Shimoshi Moshuki, Yoshiji Kanda. Tino and Jinky Horiguchi beat Natural Vibes, Drawing Machine J, Jason Lee, and Kazi at 14 minutes and 9 seconds via Candy Magic. So that was Drenge. They're going to over to AEW Dynamite. We'll restart the 2023 Continental Classic. So, the, so there's 12 men, two blocks up six, the Gold League and Blue League. So the it's 20 minute time limit draw. You get three points for a win. You get a point if it goes to the time limit. Basically, if it goes to a draw. So time limit or double count disqualification, etc. And no one's allowed to interfere. So in goal league, we have Swerve Strickland, Jay Lethal, Jay White, Roosh, John Mossy, Mark Briscoe. And in blue league, we have Eddie Kingston, Brody King, Claudio Castanelli, Brian Danielson, Andrea Leo, and Daniel Garcia. So we kick it off with goal league. So we had all three matches on this show. So the first of three, Swerve Strickland to be Jay Lethal at 13 minutes and 51 seconds. And six and trails actually at international champ Orange Cassidy, FTW champion Hook, and the Ring of our pure champion Kashiri Shibata to be Angel Parker, J.K. or Maminari, eight and a half minutes. Our second Continental uh, Classical League match, Jay White defeating Roosh at 13 minutes and 53 seconds. Triple threat match, Sky Blue and a J and Ruby Solo at eight minutes and 52 seconds. And the Maven, our final goal league match of the Continental Classic, John Moxley gets the win over Mark Briscoe at 11 minutes and 29 seconds. So it was AEW Dynamite. And now. <clears throat> We will go to the Thursday, November 23rd shows. So we can go with WWE's main event. We had Apollo Crews v. Miles Born 5 minutes in 12 seconds. And the main event, uh, main event Joe Coffey to be Fall Winner 7 minutes in 3 seconds. And before I keep going, by the way, I'm not going to talk about Impact this week because it was a Thanksgiving episode. It was basically a pass-off uh, turkey soup match. They did add the um one that was taped. It was Mike Bailey, PC, I forget who, Jay Fidel, I forget exactly who's all in the match, but Jay Fidel basically had to wear turkey soup from this year, but that's all I'm going to say about Impact. Then we move over to New Japan World Wrestling's World Tag League Night number three. This is back to block A action. Action. So on the pre-show, Yutu Nakashima defeat Shaman Kato by Smith Street Boston Crab, five minutes and 21 seconds. So the actual show starts with Bull Club, Jack Bonza, Taiji Shimori, and Balak Fale defeat Team CMLL and Tiger Mask 4 at 7 minutes and 31 seconds via up on Tiger Mask. Then it's 8 man tag match. We had LIJ Dash Junior over Jim Hiroshi, Sonic Junior, Yojasuji, and Bushi to be Master Wild, Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Naga, and Togahama at 10 minutes and 41 seconds via. Uh, Framos Migo. I believe I'm saying that finisher right. I do apologize, but not.
There we go. And then six-man tag team, we had RWGB Tag Team Pitchmon, Impulton Oleg defeat Monster Sauce and Oscar Lube, and I'm at six XP Shoto on uh, Lube. Then our final undercard match before the tag league action, Grails of Destiny losing to just five guys at Lemons 56 X Bison Mitchell at Sidi Juro on Jado. And now our first of four block A action of the World Tech League. Chaos defeating Gates of Agony at 10 minutes and 13 seconds via roll up on Toy Leona. United M part defeating Kitsu Kimia right Iowa. Iowa. Sorry, there we go. At 14 minutes and 33 seconds via pop up eliminator on Iowa. Do we had Pool Cup War Dogs defeating Shota Umino Randori at 13 minutes and 18 seconds via Lake Chat. Leg Trap Pile on Chota Umino. And the main event, DMDK defeating House of Torture at 16 minutes and 27 seconds via Tank Buster on Yujiro Takahashi. So standings after night three. In first place, DMDK with four points, two wins, and zero losses. In second place, we had Kitsukimi right away. Shota Umino ran the Rita, Bull Cup War Dogs, House of Torture, United Empire, and Gas all tied with two points, one win, and one loss. And Gates Aggie in last place with zero points, no wins, and two losses. So that was New Japan. Then we go over to Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling's Will Impress You. We kick it off with Shoko Nakajima to Palm Harajuku at 9 minutes 17 6 feet Norlight Suplex. And a feel for a ghost story match with Yamato MMR defeating Super Son Dango Machine and Tony Honda and Almin Tirzayami via It's You at 9 minutes and 22 seconds. Rocket Tatsuzumi defeating Demano at 17 minutes via Hip Attack. And the main event, six women tag team. We have Magical Shirt Rabbits, Yuka Sakasaki, and Mitsuki Tamiya Hyper Missile defeating the Prince of the Prince Champion by Yamashista. Prince of the Tag Team Champion Hikari Noah and Yuki Inoa at 16 minutes and 34 seconds via Burning Magical Merry Go Around. <coughs> that was Toki Joshi. Then we go over to DDT and my God, this is the day one of the Dramatic Dream Tour. So we kick it off with Cannon defeating Kazuma Sumi at 6 minutes via Sleeping Hollow. The then tied to match with Dissaki Sasaki and Demons defeating Uni and Yurikoryoku at 8 minutes and 25 seconds via Balaguza. And 6 minute tied with 2 thirds of the 6 minute tied with DOA over 4 champion Madoka Oyoshi and Dan Siki Dino to a Harshman to be Extreme Champion. Kazuki Hara, I saw a number one in Illusion at 11 minutes and 43 seconds via Samato. And tied to match with Burning's 6 minute tied champ Junaki Yama and Yusuke Okada. Defeating Kazuka Hayaguchi and Ryuka at 10 minutes and 37 seconds via sudden death. To see ended to be MJ Paul at 13 minutes and 31 seconds via Burning Star Press. In the main event, six minute tags, we had 37 commit KOD, Opoi Chip, Yuki Ino, Universal Chip, Mo, and Toy Kojima. Defeating Chris Brooks, Akiko, and Yuko Naya at 25 minutes and 42 seconds via Cannonball 450 Splash. There was DDT. Then we go to Big Japan Pro Wrestling's Let's Plant Trees to Increase Resources. So we kick it off with Yuji Taniguchi being Kanko Hajino at 9 minutes and 37 seconds via schoolboy. One, two, th- so the one third of the Yokohama Shop Retreat, six man tension, Yazumi Nakanoi, defeating Tempest at 9 minutes and 26 seconds via Diamond Elbow Drum. And tag to match with Yokohama Shop Retreat, six man tension, Kazumi Kitayuta and Rai- I- Raiju Ito, defeating Dazasuke Sakimao and Kazuma Yoshida at 11 minutes and 51 seconds via Dragon Kicker. And tag to match with Yokohama Shop Retreat, six man tension, and Roll Straw Heavyweight Champion Yuayagi. Team of Raiju Ito defeating one half of the Big Japan Tag Champs, Dakota Nomura, and Katsuki Hashimoto at 12 minutes and 23 seconds via Katsuhiri Chop and Hashimoto. Semi main event, Abdul Kabashi and Katsunova Valentine defeating Daji Hashimoto and Ayushi Kamatani at 10 minutes and 49 seconds via Lyrium. In the main event, Tag Team Match of Project Havoc, Ender Kara, and Layton Buzzard defeating Junior Machim, Kaji Tomato, and Koya Saki Fudo 
at 15 minutes and 44 seconds via Bloody Sunday. So it's big Japan. Then we go over to Stardom's in Nogata, Nagoya. So we kick it off with Mayu Amasaki defeat Yasuki at 8 minutes 59 seconds via Tenzai. Triple threat action. Starlight Kids beat Yu, Miss Moore, and Hanako at 9 minutes and 34 seconds. The scary. Scavit, Nadia, and Hurricane defeat New Blood Tatchip side Ida via right high kick at 7 minutes and 34 seconds. And Tad's match at New Blood Tatchip Heenan and Nene Takahashi defeat BMI 2000, Natsuhiko Tora, and Roka via 17 at 12 minutes and 34 seconds. The 2023 five star Grand Prix Ritter Suzuki versus the 2023 Gods of Stardom Tag League winner Mega Bang ends in a 15 minute time of draw. And the main event, six woman tag team, God's Eyes, one star champ Mirai, Amy Sore, and Suri, defeating Della Damato's other star champion Julian May Sakura, and the other half of the 2023 Gods of Stardom Tag League winner Micah, 15 minutes and 46 seconds via Like Thunder. So that was Stardom. Then over to All Japan Ball Wrestling's Real World Tag League slash Junior Bell Glory Night 5. So on this show, we had three Junior Battle Glory matches and four Real World Tag League matches. So the first of three Junior Battle Glory matches, Askuzayaki defeating Ryu anyway, in mid to nine seconds via Firebird Splash. Hikari Sao defeating Koji Yamao via Wakatami at eight minutes and 49 seconds. And Ferrari Abe defeating Ryza Haito at eight minutes and six seconds via Next Stiffening. There are only non tournament matches on this, non tournament matches match on the show. Ryan Davidson, Hiroshi Yamato, and Cyrus defeating Black Marantz and took. Dakota Mori and Dan Tamara at 11 minutes and 46 seconds via Spiral Splash. Then our first of four real real world tag league matches. Non-title Ultraman TV six minute tag chips Suwama and Hidaki Suzuki defeat all Asian tag chips eruption by submission via Fight Sleeper at 11 minutes and 3 seconds. Raikyu Honda and Yuma Enzo defeat Shuji Ishikawa and Ran Abe via German Suplex 13 minutes and 35 seconds. Kitami here and Yuma Oyaki defeat Saiko Saiko Tanabe Takabana and Kurojo Tokyo Japan at 13 minutes and 7 seconds via the full. And the main event, our final real world tag league match non title. Triple Crown Heavyweight Champ Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Amore to be in the World Tag Champ Style Brothers at 18 minutes and 3 seconds via Norlight's Bomb on Rise Saito. So stains for real world tag league after night 5. In first place, World Tag Champ Style Brothers with 8 points, 4 wins, and 1 loss. And Triple Crown Heavyweight Champ Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Amore also have 8 points, but they have 4 wins and 0 losses. In second place, Kinto Mihiro Yomayagi with seven points, three wins, one loss, one draw. In third place, the AJPW TV six manager, Suwama Hideki Suzuki, with four points, two wins, and three losses. And both Okustron and Ryan Davidson stars also have four points, but they both have two wins and two losses. In fourth place, Raikyu Honda and Yuma Enzai with three points, with one win, two losses, one draw. And in last place, all Asian Tajip Eruption. And Saiko Tanabaji and Kurosho Tokyo Japan with two points, one win, and three losses. And Shuji Ishikawa ran Abe with two points, one win, and four losses. And then the Junior Battle Glory stands after night five. In first place, Aizuke Oyagi with five points, two wins, two losses, one draw. Then Tamara with five points as well, but he has two wins, one loss, one draw. And Ferrari Abe also has five points, but he has two wins, zero losses, and one draw. Raisanato stays in second place with four points, but has two wins and three losses. In third place, Ryu anyway and Rocky Doit both stay with three points, but they go up to one win, one loss, one draw. And Hikari so doesn't is not in last place anymore as he jumps to third place with three points, one win, two losses, and one draw. 
And Coach Yamal in last place with two points, no wins, one loss, and two draws. So it was all between point wrestling. Here we go over to night eight of Dragon Gate. Uh, Gate of Evolution Night 8. 8-man tag event. Natural Vibes. Defeat. Open a triangle. James Punch. Tamanaga and Yamato. Team of Kichitor and Don Fuji. I have 13 minutes of 5-6. Big plus press. Open a 20-gate chamber. Yuki Ishikawa. Defeat Jason Lee. At 9 minutes 42 seconds. Via flashbang. Strunes go walker. Defeat Jack Funky Bay. Bison Mitchell. Via Boston Crab. At 10 minutes and 33 seconds. And 6-man tag event. With D. Kirsch. Defeat Gold Class. Via Double Cork. On 10 minutes and 34 seconds. Semi-main event, tag match at Louis Monte and Hyle defeating Seabrats at 8 minutes and 37 seconds via Samson Driver. In the main event, six-man tag match, we had Open the Triangle Chain, Dragon Kid, Jinky Horiguchi, and Ryo Saito defeat M3K at 17 minutes and 9 seconds via backslide times. So it's Dragon Gate. Then we go over to Ring of Honor, episode 39. So we kick it off with for the pure talent, Kachihiri Shibata retains over Trent for 8 minutes and 26 seconds. The first of three Fiddle 4 matches on the show. This is from the women's division. Will Knight going to be Demonte, Kira Hogan, and Trisha Dora. 5 minutes and 1 second. Ethan Page should be Tony Nese at eight, 6 minutes and 13 seconds. Our second Fiddle 4 match is on for the tag team division. The workhorseman, Anthony Henry, G. Drake, defeating the Infantry, Kari Bravo, and Sean Dean. The Arnest Averages, Boulder and Bronson, and the West Coast Wrecking Crew. Jorrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs at 6 minutes and 36 seconds. In a pure rules match, we're you defeating Lee Moriar at 8 minutes and 34 seconds. And our final fail for match this time from the singles division, Lee Johnson with Fred Roster, Jack Harrow, Willie Mack at 5 minutes and 19 seconds. In the main event, tag match, Maria Shafir and Ronda Rousey defeating the women's team of Dina and Billy Starks at 16 minutes. So it was Ring of Honor. And the close-up this week's edition, this week's episode of Walk of Ethan. Rest of the we go, go to MLW Fusion. We can with TJ Crawford to be Nolan Kendo at 4 minutes 39 seconds. TR James to be Notorious Mamie at 3 minutes 38 seconds in the Mamie Tag Team Action. The World Time Federation, Matt Cardona and Tom Waller defeating the Bomb Mamie Fight Club, MLW World Champion, Ellis Kane and Mr. Thomas at 9 minutes and 42 seconds. And that's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on Sunday. They talk about the shows from Friday through Sunday. Have a good weekend and stay safe.